I'm Chloe Potter, and this is Vision Vibes. This story was originally broadcast on television as part of NHK World Japan's interview series, Direct Talk. Today, a woman who is being transformed by her role as a mother. Nancy Gianni's life changed direction when her daughter Gigi was born with Down syndrome. She now pours her extraordinary energy into support structures for families like hers. She set out to create community, solidarity, acceptance, and outright celebration of difference. Nancy's honesty about her own experience made me contemplate the reality of having a child that does not fit into the standard boxes, a child that needs so much extra support. I found parenting to be full of peaks and troughs. From everything I have read and heard, having a child with Down syndrome takes this to the extreme. The much higher peaks come hand in hand with the magic of having a different perspective thrust into your life. Someone who slows you down and challenges both conventions of what success is and beliefs about where happiness really lies. Enjoy listening to Nancy and absorbing her imitable energy. I'll meet you on the other side. Here's narrator Jean Otani. Today, our guest is Nancy Gianni in the U.S. She has a mission to provide programs to help people with Down syndrome live independently. She founded Gigi's Playhouse in 2003 to achieve that goal. More than 30,000 people with Down syndrome are involved in her nonprofit's programs. Classes include those for toddlers and children, vocational training for adults, among others. When COVID 19 hit, classes at the facilities were temporarily halted. Yet Gianni and her team quickly switched their operations to the internet. They rebooted their program in just 10 days. Her team was also able to come up with ideas in securing charity funds virtually. We asked Gianni more about what she has experienced when COVID 19 hit and how she has managed to keep going. Nancy, thank you very much for your time today. Thank you, Jean. I'm so excited to be here. How is the situation there with the COVID 19、um, pandemic? It's been difficult. I think it's difficult for everybody. It's, it's, it's a brand new way of living. I, just, I remember March 13th, the, the day I had to close 60 locations and startups, and I, I got all the presidents on a call, and I had, you know, just said, we have to do this for the safety of our kids. We launched as soon as we, you know, we had to, we had to cancel 4,400 hours a week of free therapeutic and educational programs. So, within, I mean, our families were devastated. We were devastated. How were we going to continue to serve them? And we launched a virtual platform called Gigi's at Home. So, within 10 days, we were able to serve our families with on demand and live programming. And it, is, it has literally been life changing for them, and they've been able to get that programming at home. And you know what? For our kids, it's really important for them to have that sense of structure and have that sense of routine. So to see our families and the other kids and the instructors, and then the routine of our programs brought some normalcy to their life. You know, we're doing the best we can, doing the best we can with where we are at. Things change every day, and we have to be prepared to change every single day. 
Down syndrome is one of the most common genetic disorders. The children are born with one extra 21 chromosomes. Oftentimes, they can't speak well because of their weaker muscles. They need support in various ways in order to be able to live independently. But 20 years ago, institutions that provide programs didn't exist. Currently, there are more than 400,000 patients in the United States alone. In 2002, Gianni's daughter Gigi was diagnosed with Down syndrome. It was a shock at first. Yet, in little over a year after giving birth, Gianni wanted to create a place where people facing the same situation could gather. The first Gigi's Playhouse became a reality in America. The numbers have multiplied every year. Today, branches are operated independently. Down syndrome patients can apply and participate in the programs for free. And Gianni has made Gigi a crucial part of her operations in the process. And here's my girl. Hi, Gigi. There's Gigi. Gigi, this is Jean. Nice、Hi. to meet you, Gigi. Too. How how's your day going today? Doing good. Tell me how your work has been with your mom. Um, we do thank you, thank you sheets and thank you cards. Thank you cards for volunteers to our families to our donors. So she'll be signing one for you, Jean. Right? Right. Can you make one for Jean? Yes. Yeah. Gigi, thank you. I really much appreciate it. it. Sounds like you're keeping very very busy, Gigi. Yeah, I do. Okay, Nancy. Let me get back to you and ask you how.、Um, tell me more about some of the lessons and programs at、uh, Gigi's Playhouse. What does that look like? We do free one-on-one tutoring in literacy and math, free speech therapy, fitness programs, career skills for our adults. From prenatal diagnosis through career skills, we make a lifetime commitment to our families, and we do it all for free. And it's it's an I do, we do, you do approach.、Mm. First. We show them how to do it, then we do it together, and then we have them do it, and that's where that independence comes in. And that's what Gigi is all about: is getting them independent, letting them,、uh, building up their confidence. And everything we do is purposeful and progressive, and getting them ready for their next phase in life. The support center has created its own unique programs so Down syndrome patients can live independently. There are courses for infants. It doesn't include just playing. The exercises are designed to train body muscles to improve athletic ability. Adults are provided with vocational training at a cafe ran by the center. Training skills include servicing people, managing money, among others. What I love is we don't just serve the individual with Down syndrome. We serve the entire family.、Mm-hmm. The average age to have a child with Down syndrome is 28. So most of these families are very young and they're just getting started, and all their friends are having kids, and then they have a child that's that's different and that has different needs and and needs different things. And here they can come in the playhouse and be part of this family that we all live the same life. And they come in, you know, kind of with that scared, deer in the headlights look, and they become these amazing advocates. 
Here is a family visiting the support center. It reminds Gianni of the anxiety she felt 18 years ago. When we got the diagnosis, like, I, I can't even explain like, the fear and the panic and just what is life going to be like for my other kids? How are they going? You know, we're now that family. We have that child in our family. And I kept getting at the hospital. I kept getting more condolences and not congratulations, and I'm sorry, and I'm sorry. And I kept thinking, what does that mean? Like, is she gonna die? I didn't know what it meant. Like, why is everybody sorry that she's born? She's my beautiful baby daughter. Yeah, and I, you know what, it was, I went to um, a support group meeting, and I remember it was really positive, but it was like in a really, it was like in an extra room in a, in, at the hospital, we were kind of pushed into a corner. Why? Why can't we put them in a beautiful strip mall? Why can't we put them in a place where they feel celebrated, where they have pride when they walk in the door, where it was built just for them? And that kind of planted that seed for me. She had open heart surgery at four months old and I was carrying her up to bed. And that's when I felt the low muscle tone. You know, individuals with Down syndrome have low muscle tone. And I was like, man, she carries this weight every day. She never complained. She never, she always was determined. She always had a smile on her face, even at that young age. And I just made a promise to her in that moment that I promised I would change the way the world saw her and all of her friends with Down syndrome. Gianni wants to make sure each branch is sustainable and becomes financially self-supporting. It's managed by people who share the same mission. Her team also compiled an eight-step plan in opening a location. Funding, legal work, among other items are covered. A playhouse is ready to go after the due diligence is completed. Once the facility is running, each location will be responsible to solicit donations. We learn it once and we send it out to the masses and we get it out there. So we've really created this amazing replicable model that is, that's helping us do this all across the country and beyond. And I think what happens when we do it also is we're also creating leaders. So, you know, a lot of times someone will come to us and they want to open a location and they're, you know, it might be a, a grandma from, you know, somewhere in Illinois. We have people who come to us all the time that want to do it, but don't necessarily have the business background, know exactly how to start a business. And we empower them. We give them all the tools. We give them all the platforms, all of our intellectual property. So they have like really a how-to kit. Our mission is to change the way the world sees Down syndrome and send a global message of acceptance for all. I think part of it is people want that in the world now. They want everyone to be accepted. They want our kids to be accepted. And when there's a replicable model that they can do it, it's feasible, they can get this done in their community. I think that makes it, you know, that's why we have so many inquiries to open more of them. But don't kid yourself, I'm telling you, it is not easy to open a Gigi's. When they come to us, those eight steps they have to do aren't easy because we have to make sure that when they open, that they are sustainable. Because you can't take, you can't open a playoffs and then take it away from the family. Gianni's autobiography, Generation G, was published in 2018. The acronym G stands for Gigi. It's also a symbol raising awareness of her mission. All the profits from the sales of the book are invested back into the operations, yet, it isn't easy. 
there's tremendous success with what you have been doing, but you have to at the same time stay financially stable and viable at the same time. Do you ever get criticism of, of, of people saying, hey, you're making too much money out of this? Yeah, no, you know what? I think that people think we do well, but everything goes right back into our program. So we don't get criticism that I know of or that they do to my face, but I'm sure it's happened. <laughs> people don't, you know, people don't like success, even when it's in a not-for-profit. Mm-hmm. When you think about a for-profit, 10 to 50% of their revenues goes into marketing. We're not allowed to market because we're a not-for-profit, which I find absurd. It's a weird thing, and I've never understood that because as a not-for-profit, as you're out there doing it for others, why people think it wouldn't be run as a regular business. I would love to change the model so that not-for-profits could have a fighting chance. Gianni and her team have created new ideas in supporting her nonprofit activity during COVID-19. Step to Accept happened on June 6th. It was an online charity event. Participants walked, ran, and cycled. Almost 100,000 of them recorded a billion steps. Donated funds by those who signed up were also logged. The activity became a global success. We did it in six weeks. We created the, we created the name of it, Step to Accept. Uh, we created a goal of walking around the world for acceptance. And actually, we ended up going to the moon and back twice, um, which was pretty amazing. We raised over $1.3 million in that six weeks. And all 60 locations were involved. And what I love about peer-to-peer fundraising was it wasn't a time or our teams didn't want to go to local businesses or corporations and ask for money. So to put together a peer-to-peer fundraiser is where you're asking everybody individually for a, a, a smaller amount, you know, that everybody just comes together to raise this money. So our average donation, in order to raise $1.3 million, that average donation was only $68. But that got us to that one3 And that's what I love about peer-to-peer fundraising is it takes the burden off of one you know, sponsor or one person to do it. And we all do it collectively and we all have something to really be proud of. During the pandemic, Gigi's Playhouse was able to continue by switching to online programs. The 49th branch was started in August, 2020. There are more than 200 new locations planned in the future. If I could ask you your professional goals and also uh, personal goals, if you feel like uh, telling us about it. My biggest goal, both personally and professionally, is to inspire people to reach their goals, to reach their dreams, to know that nothing's impossible. We all have a gift and God gave it to us. It's in in our hands. It's, It's in our bodies. And sometimes we just have to find it. So I would love to help people find their special gift. Um, Gigi and I are going to be doing that through a podcast, and I'm really excited about that. We really want to help give the families of our individuals with Down syndrome a voice, a stronger voice through a podcast, just so they can really get it out there. Um, I want Gigi's at home to be helping people all over the world. I want our model to continue to be able to help people in other countries, and those are my dreams. Gianni leaves us with a special message on her mission. This is Generation G. 
Hashtag Generation G. Generation G is a conscious decision to be better every single day. Be generous, be kind, be accepting. All you do is put a G on your hand, put a heart around it, and post it on social media and just make a commitment to be better. That's how we're going to reach our mission of global acceptance for all. And together we can make the world a better place. And that's what Generation G is about. This episode made me reflect more generally on fitting in and standing out. We know instinctively that a homogenous society is one-dimensional and dull, a diverse one rich and strong, and yet we are a long way from accepting, let alone celebrating, everyone. Nancy is doing her bit to change that. Our uniqueness is where our brilliance lies, so be different, be yourself. Even though standing out can sometimes feel scary, if we really show our true selves to one another, we can't help but connect. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. You can find the transcript as well as our other stories on the NHK World website. I'm Chloe Potter. Join us next time for more mind-expanding insights from inspiring people on Vision Vibes.